0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select campus events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The campaign moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters.
2: Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb, you know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated, handcooked Dynapro Dyna Pro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few? Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be.
0: This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Boom! Doug Gottlieb Show. Back in the house. Daddy's back. It's like when your teacher comes back and you've had a substitute. I hope you treated the substitute, Jonas Knox, with respect. Right? Nobody was flicking boogers at the substitute when his back was turned to the class. Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio, phone numbers as always, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Of course, brought to you by True Car with True Car. You can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. And on average, save over $3,000 off MSRP. Whether you're looking for a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, You are experiencing the Doug Outlip Show. You may have experienced it uh, the last three days on business days, yeah, business, business days are Monday through Friday. I've been I've been told, although lots of people I know actually work on that sixth day. Um, on instead uh, filling in for Colin Cowherd, you can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, Sirius XM 83. And of course, you can download the podcast. We were in the 30s last week. I expect to be in the 20s this week. We got great stuff for you. Great stuff for you, including uh, we'll take you around the country. I'll take you to New York. We'll find out about the New York mess with uh, with Harvey, uh, and uh, boy, what a what a disaster that is with the New York Mets. Uh, when your your star, I guess former ace, uh, has to be checked up on when they call in sick for work. We said Sabalos, the former dunk champion and NBA All Star, is going to join us in about ten minutes. We'll talk to him about the NBA playoffs, which I want to get to in a second. Kevin Ding will join us. We'll discuss the L.A. Clippers, what happens there. Uh, Strong rumors that there could be a potential move of one of the big three from the Clips. Plus, uh, take you to Golden State where the Warriors sweep away the Utah Jazz. Let's start with the Warriors and the Jazz because there's a growing... I don't know if it's a pushback against LeBron James and likely seventh consecutive appearance in the NBA Finals. But there's a... A contextualization. Is that that an actual word or did I just make it up? I, I think it's an actual word. The contextualization of the LeBron argument, which is, hey, look, seven years in a row in the finals is awesome and the fact that he hasn't been hurt is amazing. But let's also be completely candid. The East has been down for all of those seven years. And who he's beaten to get there takes at least a little bit away from the fact that he's always gotten there. And if you don't think that's the case, if you don't think that argument is being made by more than just sports yakkers like myself, take a listen to Draymond Green after they dismantled the Utah Jazz, what he said about the Cleveland Cavaliers and how they've been playing.
3: I think Cleveland's been playing great basketball. You know, you watch them. It's been amazing. Um, and then you watch the other teams that they're playing against. Not so much. So I like that's just my opinion though but whatever
2: who cares first of all when you when you when you say something you can't like you don't have to back your way out of it right here's a hot take and let me well that's just my opinion who cares well hold on either your opinion matters cuz you're sharing with us or it doesn't matter and keep it to yourself now there is a certain irony to it right it's the golden state warriors who 2 years ago Went through an NBA plus where n- never was the point guard of the other team healthy. Drew Holiday wasn't healthy. First two games, he took down the Pelicans. Um, as they went on the playoffs, every team, Mike Conley wasn't healthy for part of that series. They took down the Grizzlies. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was hurt on their run to. Uh, they didn't obviously have to play the Thunder that year because that was the year the Thunder missed out in the playoffs to the Pelicans. And then in the NBA Finals, Kyrie Irving was hurt. Kevin Love was hurt. There's one other series I'm I'm missing in terms of who they, they took down. They didn't face the Spurs and didn't face the Clippers. They were on the other side of the bracket. And so this is the same Warriors team that had an easy run and had an easier time of the Cavaliers. Is what he's saying uh, inaccurate? It's not. It's not. It should also be pointed out that the Warriors, even this year, even this year, uh, probably won't have to play the Spurs, didn't have to play the Clippers. And though they've dominated the Clippers, like, let's be honest, the Clippers at full strength or the Jazz at, and the Jazz weren't healthy. Gobert wasn't healthy coming back. And they they didn't have George Hill these past couple games, their starting point guard, last three games. So, like, look, he's not wrong if he's like, the Warriors are playing, the Cavs are playing great, but we know the West is better than the East. Maybe not as much as it's been better in the past. There's also the irony to, or the uh, the pot calling the kettle, if you will. Right? The pod, you guys have an easy road. Hey, wait a second, dude. You guys had an easier road because George Hill's hurt and he didn't play the Clippers. You guys had an easier road when you won the won the championship two years ago. What are you talking about? So um, I look at it and I think it's okay to give context as long as you're being fair. It's also okay to point out that LeBron James overachieved when he got to the finals the first time in Cleveland. He was in the finals four consecutive years in Miami. The first year was not nearly as good a roster, didn't have Ray Allen. Um, And he was so good in those finals, even the ones he lost, the two of them. There was a lot of talk and he probably should have been the finals MVP and his team lost in the NBA finals. So is LeBron facing weak competition? I guess. And in the past, sure. But the West is not nearly as dominant as it's been over the East in the past. A good reason for the East being down is that all the good players are playing with LeBron, much like in the West. So many of the good players have gathered up on the Golden State Warriors. And it's just cheeky. It's just interesting that here the Warriors are beneficiaries of of injuries to make playoff runs, making their playoff runs easier, dismantling the Utah Jazz, who are good but didn't have their point guard. Rudy Gobert was still kind of banged up to start the series, and they were dominant. Oh, but they, you could say the exact same thing that Draymond said about the Cavs. They've been great, but I've been unimpressed by their competition and say that about the Utah Jazz. And could you make the case that they were both injured with Andrew Bogut and suspended for a game with Draymond Green when they lost to the Cavs last year after being up three games to one? You absolutely could but you still had a three games to one lead. You still had two games at home and you had game seven at home and you lost. Like to me, my takeaway is I'm okay with Draymond poking the bear. I'm okay. That's who one. That's who Draymond is. I'm okay with these teams, not liking each other because there has to be some reason to keep me intrigued from an utterly and completely unintriguing not very interesting NBA playoffs to start, right? Like this is not. And the reason for intrigue is the two best teams that have loaded up with players that have faced each other the last two years that have had the that injuries have caused as much of the championship as the talent. And of course, we had a great Game Seven last year. Are likely to meet up for six or seven games and they don't like each other, and they're tweaking each other about each other's history, right? I think that's good. All right, we got phone calls to take, possibly. We got Sed Sabalos to join us. Man, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Do you see this story? I heard Dan Byer reporting the story at the top of the hour, where the judge has vacated the Aaron Hernandez verdict. It's a... And like, look, this is a there's lots of stuff about court that you don't know about. Like, did did anybody else who is not a lawyer know this could have happened that a guy who was convicted beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law for the murder of Odin Lloyd could have that conviction thrown out simply because his appeals hadn't been heard. I would have thought it's the other way around. Hadn't heard the appeals. So the conviction stands. Right. Isn't that, isn't that logical? Like, what's the purpose of a trial if when the guy dies, all of a sudden, like, ah, eh, you know what? That never happened. Um, Now, end of the day, does it really matter? I don't think his daughter, that many people think, will see a financial windfall. I don't think that'll come to be, even if they declare bankruptcy, because they're going to, you know, maybe they'll be able to hide some money more for his former fiancé and for his daughter. But Odin Lloyd's family is going to sue them in civil court and he's any, anything that they can get, they'll, they will get. But what a strange loophole that I didn't know existed. Like I, I guess I learned something today, but I also learned that you can murder somebody who you used to consider a friend in cold blood, leave them in an industrial park, have your DNA all over the place have cell phones tracking you? Have a video of you celebrating the fact that you just shot a friend? Have your fiance, the mother of your daughter, likely take the weapon that you used to kill your friend out of your residence? I mean, get caught even even uh, in closing arguments, his defense lawyer at the time said, well, maybe he was at the scene, but he, maybe he didn't pull the trigger. Right? He used the fall guy argument at the very last second. Like, They had him hook, line, and sinker. He was guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. It didn't take time at all. Like, yeah, that guy's guilty as hell. And all he's got to do is kill himself, or I guess be killed, before all the appeals have been heard and never happened. Seems like a loophole needs to be closed up, right?
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Let's uh, welcome in Cedric Ceballos, of course, a former NBA All-Star, a slam-dunk champion, a Cal State Fullerton great, uh, and a friend of the program. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Said, uh, let's start with last night, because that's freshest in our minds. What Your impression of, it wasn't just the the four games, the sweep of the Utah Jazz, and I know they didn't have George Hill, and Gobert is not nearly as sharp, especially in the season, but they're up, what, 22 in the first quarter. It was utter and sheer dominance in this series. Did you learn anything about the Golden State Warriors from the last four games?
4: No, not as much. They, they're they really effective. If they're making shots, they're really uh, hard to t- to tend with. It, it was more, I learned a lot about the Utah Jazz. Obviously, we're going to see... A, Uh, a great superstar that has emerged, and and, and Gordon uh, also, Gorbert is unbelievable, even uh, on half a tank with his leg. He even played unbelievable, and his size uh, is just hard to deal with. I I just feel bad for the Utah Jazz because it it just seems like that. with the way the league is now, they're going to lose both of those players uh, due to free agency. Uh, You know, you, you have to look at the success of the Jazz and when they had that big run. Obviously, Sloan, being a Chicago guy, coming in really tough, it was a perfect place for him. But with Karl Malone and John Stockton, Karl Malone being a, a, a country boy, uh, didn't didn't really care for the city life. It was perfect for him. John Stockson, Stockton being the same way. That's why they led that team for 16, 17, 18, 19 years, because Utah was a place for them, and they didn't mind being there. Uh, Matt Barnes tapped on it, you know, the the nightlife and all of that extracurricular. So when you get the same amount of money that they're giving players now, they kind of make their choice on where they want to be. And uh, obviously we've seen Gordon's hair hair change, his facial hair change, his slick back. You know, he went to a more GQ look. That may be a a change in him uh, wanting to see more limelight, more opportunities, and and they may not find that in Utah. But Golden State – they did what they, they usually do. Uh, I, I thought um, it was great for Coach Brown to get the guys from off the bench and, and get them going because they're going to need them not only next round, but they're going to need them if, if they make it to the finals uh, against Cleveland, if Cleveland is there.
2: I tend to agree with you. You are going to need that bench. That that could be the difference. A Doug Gottlieb show rolls on. Cedric Sabalos, our guest. Uh, after the game, Draymond said essentially what many people have said. Like, look, the Cavs are great, but the East is soft. Uh, East is closer to the West this year maybe than it's been in a couple years, but the West is still better. Do you believe it takes away from what LeBron's been able to do, Seven, likely seven consecutive finals if they get there this year, because the East has been so soft?
4: Well, it's that way because of the fact that I talked about Utah before. You know, this is a league where players are in control of where they are and where they want to be, and most of them are choosing the nice weather and, and you know, easier travel. Uh, situation. So uh, the the East is, is a tough league when you when you're a big man, uh, but when it comes to being a superstar like LeBron James, the league is just, it's real you know difficult for him to to get somebody to match up with. You know I I see Kevin Durant to be the only player, or or maybe even uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard being the only player that really you know one on one challenges that man. Uh, other than that, you know, he could do that with anybody in the league, and and, and, and cruise through. It's just a, it's just a, the the dynamics of him being such a star, and and the team in the east coast, and the teams on the east coast being so focused on trying to stop LeBron. That's when he eats you alive. One, with the way he plays downhill, and two, the fact that you don't you, you don't pay much attention to the other the others that he had, the, the you know the Kyrie Irvings, the the, the loves, and also the Tristan Thompson. Now you emerge with Darren Williams coming off the bench, Janning Fry, you, you got, you know, McBuckets is still over there on the bench that has, has points. And, and uh, you know, you, you get Kyle Corman coming and lighting you up. So there's so many other weapons that they have surrounded. Great job by uh, Mr. Griffin and, and the front office by putting this piece of the puzzle. I hope they keep him, um, you know, next year his contract is up. But the pieces of the puzzle that they had put together around him, it makes it so easy for him because you can't guard him one-on-one. But if you do try to double you leave such a dangerous so, – so many dangerous weapons on the floor. That's why it makes it look so easy. And and, and mostly Eastern Conference teams don't go more than one or two, maybe even three at, at, at some places superstar deep. You know, Toronto had, you know, two, two marginal superstars. One was on the bench hurt. Um, you know, you look at Boston. They're in the, the hunt now. They have one superstar. You know, they had another that when he was in Atlanta with Al – but he's not, he's not a superstar in Boston anymore. So they have one superstar. And, uh, you know, Washington, they have one potential superstar in wall. Maybe Beal is emerging himself to be a superstar, but they don't have enough superstars to contend with LeBron's team. That's why it, it looks so easy for him. You try to guard him one-on-one, and it's impossible.
2: Cedric Ceballos joining us, Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right, so let's let's discuss John Wall, 26 years old. And granted, there are times to which you go back to overtime in game two, uh, fourth quarter in game two, and Isaiah Thomas outsh- outshined him. Uh, but it does seem like he's bumping, he's, he's getting closer to that ceiling, right? Like he's always had the speed, he's always had the vision, but now understanding when to push and when to slow up, uh, how to how to get everybody else involved and the development of his his jump shot obviously a huge part of it. Um, so th- the question becomes: Is that if the Warriors and the Cavs are likely to meet in the NBA Finals? And I had to pick one team of the rest of the teams in the NBA to be the next to make the NBA Finals. Would it be the Wiz? Would it be the Spurs? Like who would it be in your mind?
4: Well, it'd probably be the team that got eliminated in the first round, the Los Angeles Clippers, but they couldn't put it together. Blake went down. I thought Paul had a little bit more in the tank to help that team out. Crawford didn't come off the bench like we all know him to be accustomed to. Um, You know, that, you know, I thought that would be the team that would, you know, contend them and the San Antonio Spurs. But, you know, game two, it it, it just shows you between Boston and, and Washington on how focused on defense boston is than washington especially late game if it comes down to a late game situation as you saw in game two boston knew they had to take the ball out of john wall's air. so it wasn't a point of john wall and isaiah thomas being more effective it's the fact that their defense that boston put on him got that ball out of his hands made other people be a superstar that day and now it seems like washington has understood that and are doing the same thing with isaiah thomas they allow Isaiah to switch the pick and roll and then just go to work on, on guys that are 6'10", 6, 6'11", 6, that's and impo- he's impossible to guard. He's already dangerous. But when you put a 7-footer on him and try to contain him in a little body, uh, it, it just doesn't happen. They have been effective with that. We'll see what happens Game 5, but if they continue to do that. But that's the difference. John Wall needs to know. You know, I have to keep this ball in my hand. Either we're down or it's a close game late. I need to keep the ball in my hands, and I need to create and make that play. And that becomes maturity uh, and and also experience. um, Being in that situation, Boston knew their game plan was to get the ball out of his hands and let somebody else beat him. Now Washington has switched it around and and, and kind of put that
2: same thing on Isaiah Thomas. All right, the series said that we all thought would be the best series, maybe – uh, up until the finals, is uh, is now four games in, and none of the games have been close, right? And it's the Rockets and the Spurs. So help me out. We got three left. The Rockets have had one, they are the, the, two wins. They've had 22 and 19 made threes. Uh, the Spurs have won the other two games. Is, is it simply come down to if the Rockets make their shots, they're going to win?
4: Yes. <laughs> and that's been their whole season. If Rockets make their shots, they, they, they win ballgames. You can't. They have too many shooters. They spread the floor so much. They use so many gimmicks and tricks. I love the fact that uh, Popovich has had his Spurs when they're guarding James Harden. They're aware of this three-point sling to get you to foul them and that type of thing. They're aware of that they're they're you know slowly whispering to the referees. This is what he's doing. You know, league is trying to change that. Uh, and 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 if you and that's just D'Antoni's Tony's system. That's the way he was. And, and New York, it didn't work out. In Los Angeles, didn't work out. I watched them uh, up close and personal in Phoenix. Um, when you have a guy that can handle a basketball the way Steve Nash and James Harden does, and when they change their mentality to a pass-first mentality, and, and, and they're more dangerous when the ball leaves their hands to go to somebody else, they, they, they're real effective. But on the other end, on the defensive end, they predicate their, their defense off of you launching something and being like them. I said a couple years ago, you really can't out-warrior the Warriors. So when you try to out-rockets the Rockets, like early shots, uh, you know, uh, un- un- ar- unorthodox passes, uh, uh, shot attempts that really, you know, weren't weren't a great shot, early shot clock things, they eat you alive. And sometimes you get baited into that because uh, they're not really a trash-talking team, but they, they, they walk with a strut, they walk with a swagger, that makes you think that they're talking trash and it's like, this is too easy for us, this is nothing. James Harden never changes his expressions, uh, and it it gets under your skin. And I think some of the young players feel that, okay, I can go ahead and shoot this quick one, but it's also detrimental to your team because that falls in exactly what D'Antoni's system wants you to do. Get an early shot so he can do what he does best, push the ball up the court, get you in foul trouble, and and sling those threes up.
2: Uh, uh, last thing said Cedric Sabal is joining us NBA all, former NBA All-Star and Slam Dunk champion, Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart app as well as Sirius XM Channel 83 um, last night on that Area 21 show, Kevin Garnett had like a Celtics reunion and of course uh, not so curiously absent was Ray Allen and what we heard on the show was, hey look we were super close, we won a championship and then we turn around and it wasn't that Ray Allen left, it was that he didn't tell anybody. didn't talk to anybody. He just left, and now he's out of the group, and he's not really welcome here with the reunion unless, you know, he lets bygones be bygones, and he, he you know, and he, he break, breaks the ice. Uh, what are your thoughts as a guy who was in this league? You've seen player movement. Player movement's become a much bigger part of the league in terms of the Celtics, the former Celtics, still being bitter about Ray leaving.
4: Get over it basically uh, you know it's so funny that fans and, and other players always criticize free agents or, or players for moving and, and you know not contacting players but they you know they say nothing to the the ownership or the general manager or even the team when they trade their favorite player away you know obviously I got traded away a couple of times you know it wasn't no hey let me talk to the superstar on the team and let him know that we're trading this guy away even when I, when I got my you know, I was on a team, and they traded my superstar away that was there. They, they didn't come to us and ass and say, hey, we, this is what we're going to do. They just did it. And, and, and Ray Allen, and it worked out for Ray Allen. You know, it, it, it was perfect scenario for him. You know, he was with a team that, um, you know, obviously, the best player on the planet at the time, LeBron James. You, you put a shooter in the corner. And, I mean, he, and not only he was he was on the team just sitting on the bench, he was a big part, I mean a huge part, in them winning the championship and going to the finals those, those years. So, you know, if guys want to, you know, say, hey, man, it's on Ray, this, that, and the other I you know, if you look at that team, I think Kendrick got traded away, you know, to Oklahoma, or Big Baby got traded away or something else. And then Paul and Kevin Garnett, they got traded away to Brooklyn. You know, did they call everybody and say, hey, man, uh, uh, we're going to trade these guys away? No, they can't, they can't hold Ray accountable for that. You know, it, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, Kevin Garnett – and the rest of those guys made a decision to come together to win a championship. They did that. After they did that, uh, you know, you, you can't blame a guy for wanting to go try to get other rings. Cause they, you know, that, that wasn't the accomplishment for Ray. Ray Ray wanted more than one championship, and he went out and got
2: it. Yeah, I man, he went out and he went out and did it. It was a big part of those two championships in the three final four, three 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 uh, finals runs. Said great stuff. Thanks so much for joining us. Look, look forward to catching up real soon.
4: Okay, guys.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
2: Matt Harvey um, could not have checked more boxes for the Mets a couple years ago. And in one of the most ridiculous things ever, you remember when he started the All-Star game in 2013? It was his first full year as a pitcher. He ended up with a spectacular 2.27 ERA. Uh, He only won nine games that year, but he appeared in 26 games. He had 191 strikeouts, which is spectacular, and only 31 walks. That's a great ratio. And when you have more strikeouts than you have innings pitched, 191 to 178, you're a swing-and-miss pitcher. His nickname was The Dark Knight. He was affable. He was funny. He wasn't scared of the camera. He liked New York. He liked all the different... Things about New York, and he seemed to fit in with the Mets. And the Mets are always—they are the way more successful. They are always they they way more successful than pretty much any other second team in any other city in any other sport. They're still the second team in that city because the Yankees have won 27 titles. You're like the perfect Met. Like this guy is great. But there's a thing about New York—you throw a bunch of money at a young dude especially one that likes going out, being out with the boys, likes to throw down, and you can get down a vortex. He's gained some weight after one more good year last year, and they went to the World Series, remember? And then, of course, uh, he blew an opportunity starting in Game 7 of the World Series, didn't pitch well, and he wanted to go back out there, and he didn't have gas in the tank and then last year, he had a, his ERA blew up, 4.87, couldn't locate, had thoracic outlet syndrome, came back this year, hasn't been much better, and then he got suspended over the weekend. Turns out, Saturday night, he was partying in Manhattan, that uh, per page six. Page six, that's the New York Post. The story goes something like this. On uh, Sunday, he was supposed to show up at the park. Monday, he was supposed to start. On Sunday, he called his pitching coach and was like, yeah, I'm not going to make it in. I'm not feeling well. Here's the moment you knew that Matt Harvey was done for the Mets. Ready for it? The Mets sent security over to check on it. Matt Harvey's a grown man. He's 28 years old. He is not a child. He is a former All-Star. He is the former ace of a a pitching staff that went to the World Series, went to Game 7 of the World Series. And they went to check on him. Relationships are over the moment you either, one, stop talking or, two, stop trusting each other, aren't they? Like When you call your boss and say, I can't make it in, I'm sick, and his response is, go check on him. And you're not sending a doctor. It wasn't like they sent the team doctor. Hey, man, what can we do? You need some pills. You need to go to see somebody. Like, is it the flu? Is it whatever? They sent team security. They sent the goons in. Just to double check it. Now, look, he was, in fact, home. He was sick. You know, because when you drink, as Page Six reported, um, he drank uh, Ace of Spades, Don Julio 1942, personal favorite, by the way, sipping tequila, and Belvedere, when you drink Ace, Don Julio 1942, and Belvey in the same night, and I'm guessing he didn't have one of each, and at 4 o'clock the next day, you call your boss and go, mm, "Uh, sick. We know that sick means hungover. The team found it necessary to check, do a wellness check on him. At 10 p.m., he answered the door in his pajamas. Which, do you guys sleep in pajamas? I don't sleep in pajamas. I don't like pajamas. I don't do the nude thing commando either. Um, I usually, I just do like hoop shorts and a, t- and a t-shirt, right? Like, isn't that what most, or maybe boxers in a t-shirt, right? Like, jammies feels really formal. Although, like, when you're back east and it's cold in winter, you put on some socks and some jammies and like a, a Henley, like you feel kind of like you're in the mountains. You know, yeah, like a cup of hot oh, chocolate. Oh, what? A Henley. You know, the three button, the long sleeve with like three buttons down the middle. That's a Henley. Henley.
4: All
0: right.
2: Um, I wasn't disagreeing with you. I just had no idea what that was. I'm just, I'm just informing you. And look, I'm not like I'm some uh, not, not sort of master of haberdashery, but I do know that because I've ordered from the J-J Crew catalog before and you have to delineate the differences in style, right? You got to know what a Henley is. Henley's not a hoodie. Although there are Henleys with hoods, and it's really confusing to try and order one of those. Matt Harvey faced the media today. Here was his apology. I apologized for for my actions, and I do apologize for my actions. Obviously, I'm extremely embarrassed by my actions. Um, I apologize to my teammates, to the Mets organization, to the Will Ponds, to you know all the way down to the Mets fans for doing what I did. Uh, here was his explanation of what happened. Yes, I was out on Friday night, uh, past curfew. I did play golf Saturday morning, and I put myself in a bad place to be ready for showing up for a ball, for a ball game. That is my responsibility. Can, can, I, can I tell you what's likely to have happened? If you went out late Friday night at the 4 o'clock, and then you played golf in the morning, right, and then you call in the afternoon and be like, dude, I'm sick. So the the guess is, instead of being hungover and taking a couple of you know taking four Advil and washing it down with some water and drying out during the day, uh, he did what any good alcoholic does, right? He had a couple. He cracked a cold one. Never too early to drink away, drink off a hangover. And while that sounds like a good idea when your buddy's like, "Hey man, here you go, have a Bloody Mary, drink that sucker off," right? Cart girl comes around, and you're just like, hey buddy, keep them coming. It's gonna be a long, gonna be a long walk. The fact is, it is in fact a bad idea when you're a professional athlete.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
2: Draymond went even one step further on his podcast, Drey Day, when he had this to say about Celtics center Kelly Olynyk.
3: Kelly Olinick is a dirty player, man. Olinick caught him in the face with, and, like, the neck with a couple elbows, and that's what I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you let people get away with stuff, and then finally when somebody react, you penalize that guy. Like, but you're not going to penalize him for continuing to elbow this guy in the face. I don't get that. He's dirty. Dirty player, man. I don't respect guys like that. And, I mean, I know he's not, like, the greatest basketball player of all time, so maybe you feel like you got to, like, do that, but you don't, like, just dirty. Like, I don't respect that, man. He, he dirty. All
2: right. Uh, see if you can hear this. This is Isaiah Thomas, the point guard and leading scorer. Now, we're not going to use that sound because it's, too, it's too, too many balls bouncing. Yeah, it's too bad. Here's what he said. Quote, it's a joke that Green said that. The playoffs, Every everything somebody says gets blown out of proportion. Everything somebody does gets blown out of proportion. We can't worry about whether others are saying or doing. He didn't say pot called kettle right this is Draymond Green same guy that kicked like three guys in the nuts last year in the playoffs uh they tried to ring the chimes of of uh LeBron James and frankly Draymond's suspension is as much a reason for the Cavs being pulled off life support as Andrew Bogut's injury as was uh, LeBron James's block and Kyrie Irving's jump shot to win game seven like Draymond plays in Game 4, there might not, in Game 5, there may, might not be a Game 6 where Andrew Bogut got hurt. And whether or not you consider Draymond Green dirty, uh, I don't. I think he flails and flops and is a showman. But there are times in which he makes plays that could be perceived as dirty and people in the league perceive him as dirty. The worst part about it is he ain't a good player, right? He's not that good a player. So this is basically, this is the only way to stay in the league. Look, you might think Kelly Olynyk, and maybe Kelly Olynyk has the reputation of being dirty. That was not a dirty screen. He didn't move. He didn't stick out a hip. He didn't stick out a knee. He planted his feet, and he had his arms tucked into his chest. It just so happens that he's gigantic. And when you're gigantic and you set a screen on a guy who's like, like normally like, uh, Kelly Oubre is what, 6'6", six, 6'7"? Six, six, Phoenix, in a defensive stance, he's probably, I don't know, five foot five, maybe six feet. So if you're six foot and you come running into a dude that's seven feet tall and he's got his arms tucked into his chest, guess what you're going to hit? His elbows. He went down. Oubre went crazy. Oubre went after him. Olenek didn't really fight back. He was just like, yo, what? It was a Kelly on Kelly crime. And oh yeah, by the way, I believe the Boston Celtics wear Kelly Green. Did you know that? Kelly on Kelly and Kelly was wearing Kelly. But how about Draymond calling somebody else dirty, right? Draymond, as Draymond being Draymond.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
2: Paul Pierce said this about Ray Allen leaving the group in 2012 to join the Miami Heat.
3: I was initially hurt by the whole way everything went down. I thought we formed a brotherhood here Absolutely. in Boston. You know, just to how we carried ourselves not only on the court, but off the court. And I just figured, like, if it was me leaving or KG leaving, I would have been like, you know what, well, Rondo, Perk. I'm going to go ahead and move. Uh, baby, you know what, this is what I've been thinking about. That was That's what I was hurt by when Ray didn't just at least give us a heads up about it.
2: I, I, he didn't give you a heads up about it. You know why? Because you're not that good of friends. Right? You're not that good of friends. If you're surprised by something you read in the news about a friend, hey, newsflash, you're not that good of friends. We're not that close. And that's okay. You don't have to be best friends with everybody you work with, with everybody you play with. You just don't. Um, And by the way, like, this is not like they won a championship in 08 and then the that very offseason he left. A couple years later and they were starting, the parts were starting to be traded away. The run was clearly over. The only people that didn't know the run was over was the Brooklyn Nets who traded for Pierce and Garnett and Jason Terry and gave back three first round picks and this year's ability to trade, to swap first round picks. Like it's the worst trade in the history or best in the history of basketball, like the Nets were the only team that didn't know what was going on, but everybody else is like, yeah, they're kind of done. Oh, but it was a brotherhood; we were tied. It's about more than basketball. And like Durant was like, not really. Then you had Kendrick Perkins, who, of course, part of that championship team, was traded away to Oklahoma City. He offered this up in regards to Westbrook and Durant. And that relationship.
3: The night that Russ actually broke the record, I had text KD. He sent me a text and was like, hey man, me and Russ had a nice conversation dope, yesterday. Uh-huh. What well, the media don't even know nothing That's about, good. but I just let it be known That's that. Good. You know, they back on talking terms, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if KD make a little run. I wouldn't be surprised if he go back to Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. because in my opinion, I don't think Russ is going nowhere. All
2: right. So he doesn't think Russ is going nowhere. He thinks Kendrick Perkins, by the way, is the worst secret keeper in the history of secret keepers. Do you remember last year around this time when he was Kendrick Perkins was, uh, he was, he said like, yeah, me and, I had to sign some papers to not tell anybody what team, what we were talking about, but we talked about some teams. You remember that? They're like, wait, wait, you had to sign a non-disclosure agreement and then you disclose the fact that you were talking about other teams, leading anybody with a brain to think that, wait, KD is actually thinking about leaving. No, I didn't, I didn't say any team's names. Like, yeah, but you said you were talking about teams. That's kind of enough. Now we can, draw the conclusion as to which teams are a legit possibility. And then he said, like, I don't want to put this out in the media. Dude, you're on television. You've become the media. Hot Mike. But uh, look, bygones are bygones and a good phone conversation or a good text, especially at just the right moment. I think most things, most relationships are in some la- level reparable, right? Do you go reparable, or repairable, reparable? I like reparable. It sounds more intelligent. You know, but we uh, don't tell Kendrick Perkins a secret. Russ and Durant are back on speaking terms. I don't think Russell Westbrook's leaving because he likes being king there. But I also think that that's as of now, that's after one year without Durant. Frustration could build if the moves aren't made to have him a better team, and next year he could still go back to L.A. And I'm not buying that KD, let's say, again, let's see what happens. KD wins a championship or two, like, why would he leave Golden State? And if he did, why would he go back to Oklahoma City? And uh, there was some sort of brotherhood that Ray Allen wasn't, actually didn't know that he was in. Oh, it's a brotherhood. Yeah, I didn't know that. I just thought this was a job. We won a championship, and I went on to another job. At Bet365, we don't do
0: ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary. At Bet365, 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's
3: biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs)
0: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV+, Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity Voice Remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)